The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, Episode 40, January 1st, 1970 through March 5th, 1970. Fucking fans tried to beat me into being a fucking beetle or an Engelbert Humperdinck, and the critics trying to beat me into being Paul McCartney. One thing I knew about John was that he, he shot his mouth off very often about things. So that uh, uh, there was a point that, you know, he deliberately wanted to say crummy things about me. Paul wants to do his songs his way. He doesn't want to do his songs my way. And I don't want to do my songs their way. weren't prepared to put in the time and energy uh, for each other. For the once indivisible four, it seems all things must pass. It's 1970. A flurry of individual Beatles activity flowed into the year 1970. There were records produced by Paul and George for other artists such as Billy Preston, Doris Troy, Jackie Lomax, and Badfinger. John, Paul, George, and Ringo were all working on solo recording projects. The LP Abbey Road was still at number one in both the UK and US album charts, and despite John Lennon's decision to leave the Beatles, which he and the others had kept quiet from the press, a new Beatles LP and movie was imminent. Thus, the dream of the Beatles as a band is kept alive. On Saturday, January 3rd at EMI Studios London, with John Lennon in Denmark with Yoko Ono, work still continued on the new Beatles LP titled at the time, Get Back. 
Paul, George, and Ringo got together one last time to work on George's song, I Me Mine. George explains. At this time, we were at Twickenham, and I wrote this song. It took five minutes just from an idea I had. I went into the studio and sang it to Ringo, and they happened to film it. And that film sequence was quite nice, you see. So they wanted to keep that sequence in the film, but I hadn't really recorded it in Apple with the rest of the song, so we had to go in the studio and re-record it. They worked on the song, recording 16 takes from 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon until 12.15 a.m. Before take 15, Harrison delivered a mock press statement containing a reference to Lennon's absence. You all will have read that uh, Dave D is no longer with us, but Mickey and Titch and I just like to carry on the good work that's always gone down in number two. I'm in mine, I'm in mine, I'm in mine All through the night I'm in mine, I'm in mine, I'm in mine Now the frightened of leaving it Everyone's weaving it Coming on strong all the time All through the day I'm in mine Having completed George's song, I Me Mine, without Ringo, Paul and George returned to EMI Studios the next day, on January 4th, to record overdubs onto Paul's song, Let It Be. First to be recorded on this day was a bass guitar part with McCartney replacing Lennon's original effort. Then, two trumpets, two trombones, and a tenor saxophone were recorded by session musicians. Paul McCartney's wife, Linda, along with George Harrison, triple-tracked some high-harmony vocals. We were in the studio doing the song Let It Be, and I had an idea for a high harmony. It was a very high note. I was having trouble getting it. So I suddenly thought, ah, you're a girl. You know, can you get that note, kind of thing? <laughs> she said, I'm not a singer, but I said, well, just try it. And she held this note beautifully, you know, which is at the top of the harmonies on the chorus. Let it be. George added a new lead guitar solo, thus, this lead guitar solo is found on the LP version, while the 1969 lead guitar solo is found on the single. Producer Glenn Johns left with these mixes to compile onto the new LP. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be, 
And in my hour of darkness She is standing right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be 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 Whisper words of wisdom Let it be And when the broken hearted people Living in the world agree There will be an answer Let it be For though they may be parted There is still a chance that they will see There will be an answer Let it be After the recordings, Paul sits down with reporter David Wigg to discuss the Beatles' future. Paul, um, what about the future of the Beatles? I happen to know that the organizers of the Isle of Wight Pop Festival are going to ask you uh, and the rest of the Beatles if you will top the bill next year at the Isle of Wight. Now, what's your reaction to a thing like that? 
Are you likely to go back on stage and perhaps do a, a show like that? I don't know, you know. I don't know, you know, I've never known. I didn't know that when we were playing at the cabin that we'd be on the Royal Variety performance. And after that, all the papers said, well, what le what's left for them? So then we went to America. They said, what's left for them then? You know, then we got into making better albums and stuff. I mean, I just don't know what's going to happen. It'll be all right, though. Meanwhile, in Denmark, far from the business of Beatles recordings, John and Yoko continue their visit with Yoko's daughter, Kyoko, and her ex-husband, Tony Cox, along with his new wife, Melinda. Can we get the truth about your visit here in Denmark? We came to see Kyoko, you know. And to see Tony and Melinda, of course, but Kyoko was the axis point of comedy, you know. And on January 5th in Denmark... Lennon announced that all future proceeds from his songs and records would go toward promoting peace on Earth. People have said we are naive for trying to sell peace like a bar of soap. But I want to ask you, is Mr. Ford naive? Or the soap powder factory naive? They're selling the same old soap that's been around for 2,000 years, but it's new blue soap, so we're selling new blue peace. And we hope some of you buy it, you know. Just a boy and a little girl Trying to change the whole wide world Back in London on January 8th at the Olympic Sound Studios, producer Glenn Johns tidied up the new Beatles LP, still titled Get Back, by remixing the song Let It Be and, with George Harrison on hand, overdubbing vocals for the song For You, Blue. On January 9th... Apple releases the LP The Magic Christian Music by Badfinger in the UK. It is the film soundtrack featuring three new songs by Badfinger that had been commissioned for the film, including their US-UK top ten hit Come and Get It, which was written by Paul McCartney. Yeah, what's your game, Dad? Uh, grand is the name, and uh, money is the game. Would you care to play
The album is also released in the U.S. on the Commonwealth United Records label and contain the film score, dialogue, and the Thunderclap Newman song Something in the Air, which features the lead guitar work of a 15-year-old Jimmy McCulloch.
Back at the Olympic Sound Studios in London on January 14th. Gonna take a sentimental journey. Ringo Starr continues to work on his first solo project of song standards. Working with producers Richard Perry and Quincy Jones, Ringo worked on vocal overdubs for the songs Sentimental Journey, the 1945 classic Doris Day hit, and Love is a Many Splendor Thing, which was the 1955 Four Aces hit. Ringo is scheduled to release his album sometime in March. That only grows in the early spring. January the 15th, 1970, an exhibition of 14 John Lennon lithographs opened at the London Arts Gallery. And the following day, detectives from Scotland Yard raided the exhibition and seized eight of the lithographs on the grounds that they were indecent and obscene. London police today confiscated a number of erotic lithographs by pop musician and artist John Lennon. A local district court will rule as to whether the art is pornographic and whether or not it can be displayed publicly. But even with drawings and things, it was with talking to Yoko and she convinced me that anything I draw or write is just as important communication-wise. I shouldn't just show it to friends. I should put everything out. Also on January 16th in the UK... Apple releases a new single, Tamala Harbor, by Mary Hopkin. It is a cover of a Fillmore Lincoln song and was produced by Mickey Most. In a giant lemon tree Alone my friend and me We both climbed down and crossed the sand Until we reached the sea the waves come higher, higher as we sway and dance And the way I feel makes me want to take a chance Sing a song of Samba Harbor Climb a coconut tree Catch a fish and light a fire Drink some wine with me And if you 
third single and reached number six in the UK singles charts. The B-side was a song called Latano Dagliuki and was produced by Paul McCartney. On the 20th in Denmark, John and Yoko had their hair cut very short. Uh, Mr. Lennon, uh, why did you decide to um, cut your hair? Uh, because I felt like it, you know. So there was no special reason? No, I mean, why, why do you cut yours? We just got cheesed off with it, you know. It was getting in my ears. And it, it just the same way I grew it, you know. I just felt like having it. Now I feel like having it short. It's, it's for the new year, you know. We wanted a new year head, you know. I don't, I don't want to sound unkind, but don't you think that um, this may have been construed as just another Lennon stunt? Well, we tried to keep It'd it quiet. Nice it is, I don't it? care. It came useful mm. for this, you know. Like like yeah, the more stunts the better. But when mm. we cut it, we didn't think of that. We were just cutting it in private in the farmhouse. And I asked the chick that cut it to be quiet. And she lasted three days before she broke the news. Because I, I could have driven around Europe, you see, in disguise. Nobody would have known. But she just do. couldn't keep her mouth shut. <laughs> As a, I suppose, uh, uh, a leader of a sort of a peace movement, um, do you have any special plans in the future? Uh, I'm not a leader, and I try not to make plans, you know. And we have no new plans. We just like to um, come across with a message of peace and love, you know. Peace, peace. You're going back to London now, I suppose? Yes, uh, we only came because the fog wouldn't let us in lo London. We were on the way to London. I see. We just got held up, but we enjoyed it. And when are you going to London? Now. You are? Yes. And uh, what will you do when you get there? Uh, go home. Go home. I see. Um, I understand that the Beatles have just recorded this, a single. A new single, Let It Be, folks. I see. What is this record about? Uh, letting It Be. Letting It Be. Can you yes. explain that? You we hear must it. Listen to it. You must listen to it. Yes. Listen, listen. I see. With still no public announcement of the Beatles disbanding as a group, the dream is kept alive. 
And so on January 21st, John and Yoko return back to London. And declare 1970 to be year one. On Monday, January 26th, Ringo and his wife Maureen fly from London to Los Angeles to do promotion work for the movie The Magic Christian. Magic Christian, Magic Christian, Magic Christian. You know, Ringo, so long as you're here in Southern California, you really ought to visit Disneyland. Mm, really? Mm. Oh, you'd love it. There's so many things to see, so many things to do, and it's just wonderful people wandering around in a daze. It's, it's just a fantasy land. Yeah. We've got something like that in England. Oh? We call it Parliament. The next day, on January 27th in Burbank, California, Ringo taped an appearance on the NBC comedy variety show, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. Despite overwhelming objections, tonight Ringo Starr presents Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. <laughs> now, from the beautiful downtown Burbank annex of Buckingham Palace, NBC takes another chop at Ringo Starr's presentation of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. Starring Black Belt, Dan Rowan, and below the belt, Dick Martin, with special guest star, the lovely and talented Peter Sellers, appearing tonight as Ringo Starr. Ringo, which was uh, uh, your favorite hit record? I want to hold your hand. Now will you tell me which was your favorite hit record? You're adorable. <laughs> and you're weird. Well, you're the freako that wanted to hold my hand. You're, um... Uh, you are, uh... Pop music? Uh, records? Uh, 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 British? Uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. Close enough. You're, um, uh... Hello, you, uh, uh, darling. Hello, darling. Of course. I'd recognize you anywhere, Pearl Bailey. <laughs> Dan, have you seen The Magic Christian? No, but I ran into a tricky Moslem last week. <laughs> oh, you're a great straight man, Ringo. Say, Tyrone. Sorry about that. <laughs> what plans do you have following the honeymoon? Oh, looking forward to a speedy recovery. <laughs> oh, Ringo Starr. You know, musicians have a terrible reputation. Tell me, have you ever been busted? No. And obviously, neither of you. <gasps> How do you like that magic, Christian? I can hardly wait to see your new picture, The Magic Christian. What was it like working in that galley with 80 topless slaves? Hmm? Topless? I thought they were wearing water wings. That's <laughs> my manager. Bingo, uh, tell me, how's laughing going down in England? Slowly but surely. I had this one shaved and sent to my room. Teresa, you are also weird. Well, different strokes for different folks. Teresa, I think I love you. You're in a lot of trouble. Bingo, has fame and fortune changed your life at all? No, it's just brought me fame and fortune. <laughs> mm, very interesting. Say, Dingo. The name's Ringo. Dingo, Dingo, you're in my bush. Get out of my bush. Okay. Winners get trees, losers get bushes. Think about it. Bingo, I, um, I don't want to get really personal, but... Did you honestly pose nude with your wife on an album cover? No, that was John Lennon. You posed nude with John Lennon? <laughs> We're saving that for our next Ed Sullivan show. Did you get a rating with that? One more. Hello, Mr. Sellers. No, I'm Mr. Starr. Oh, Mr. Starr! Woo-hoo-hoo! -hoo -hoo. <laughs> 
Once they become famous, they all get how you say, big heads! <laughs> Mr. Star! Say good night, Dick. Good night, Dick. Good night, everybody. There's no truth in the rumor that my latest picture, The Magic Christian, is about Billy Graham doing card tricks. On the same day, January 27th, with Ringo promoting his new film in the United States and Paul McCartney retreating to his home in Scotland, John wrote, recorded, and mixed his new single all in one day. I want records to be like newspapers, you know. I'd like it to come out at least once a week or twice a week or something like that. And with this song, we wrote it in the morning, recorded it and remixed it and got it out in a week here on the stage, which is pretty fast moving. I want it to be like that, you know. I want to be able to put it out as it happens, you know. I, I write songs about what's happening to me that moment, and I want it to be out that moment, and I don't care what name goes on it, you know. It was produced by Phil Spector. Upon George Harrison's suggestion. The record was released just ten days later. On February 6th, Apple releases a new Plastic Ono Band record. Instant Karma, backed with Who Has Seen the Wind. The title, Instant Karma, came from Melinda Kendall, the wife of Yoko Ono's former husband, Tony Cox. She had used the phrase around John and Yoko several times during their stay in Denmark. The A-side, written and recorded in one day, is a powerful little rocker produced by Phil Spector and John Lennon. It's a typical Phil Spector sound. And used his layering technique to pile up three keyboards, all playing the same part. John at one grand piano, George Harrison and Alan White at another, Billy Preston on organ, and John and Klaus Vorman dubbing on electric piano. Add to that a lead vocal by Lennon spectorized through heavy reverb, and you get that famous shower room sound. John and George Harrison play guitars, Alan White plays drums, and Klaus Vorman is on bass. The effect, ultra-thick sound. Rody Mal Evans is again asked to supply some claps and chimes and the backing vocal. The chorus consisted of all the people mentioned, plus Alan Klein and patrons from London's local Hatchet Club. It all added up to the unique sound. It was John leading us into the 70s after the post-peace love era of the 60s. It's like uh, the Beatles singing All You Need Is Love, and I'm just singing All You Need Is Peace now. Yeah. And this instant karma that he just wrote you know, <laughs> is really like uh, the second step from Give Peace a Chance, and Give Peace a Chance was sort of a simple message and came across right away, but instant karma shows that the getting peace is not just going to charity balls and such, but you know, more on a sort of a deeper level to change your mind and all that. So keen was John to promote Instant Karma that he made his first live television appearance for five years, along with the Plastic Ono band, on Top of the Pops. Right now we've got John Lennon and Yoko out of that white bag to do their new one, which is called Instant Karma. Instant Karma's gonna get you Gonna knock you right on the head You better get yourself together Get yourself together, darling. Join the human race. How in the world are you gonna see? Laughing at fools. 
Captain Karma, John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band. It was released in the US February 20th. Captain Karma was a case of just the idea of instant karma coming to me everybody was talking about karma all of us are always going on about it especially in the 60s it's still around now and it occurred to me that the karma is instant as well as you know one life this life that nobody really knows about anyway your past life or your future life or those kind of influences that do or do not exist according to your taste or beliefs but the actual instant karma action reaction is what that is and what it's about. Like I say, I'm fascinated by commercials and promotion, and mm-hmm. it is an art form. TV commercials and commercials in newspapers fascinate me because I enjoy them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so instant karma was like instant coffee, you know, it's like presenting it in a new form. The B-side, Who Has Seen the Wind, was written by Yoko and sounded as if she was outside watering some plants and is in contrast to her husband's loud statement on the other side. Neither you nor I But when the trees bow down their heads The wind is passing by Also on around February 20th, Apple releases a single by Doris Troy called Ain't That Cute. George Harrison. Ain't That Cute. We wrote in the studio, actually. We didn't have a song at that time, so we made it up. And uh, I just pinched the chords from Delta Lady. And, <laughs> and away I went. And we wrote that. It's very nice, with Pete Frampton playing guitar. Written and produced by George Harrison. This song features a 19-year-old Peter Frampton on guitar, along with George, and Ringo Starr on drums. Some folks want to be big wheels 
George Harrison was anything but silent in February of 1970. He confessed that he had been approached by Pete Frampton and the other backup musicians from Doris Troy, Billy Preston, and Jackie Lomax's sessions about forming an Apple House band. He is trying to sort through those details. Very interested now in forming a sort of Apple band, which would be like a permanent backing band for Apple artists, and also uh, for them to record their own songs, their own records. But then it's very difficult just to buy a band, that is just to put them on a retainer. In a way, it's got to be worked so that they can keep earning money and slowly come together. Aside from his work on John Lennon's single and Doris Troy's single, George was also in the studio during one of Ringo Starr's Sentimental Journey sessions. Putting aside his work on his solo LP, Ringo remained at EMI Studio 2 for an exhilarating evening session that saw the first recording of his composition, You Gotta Pay Your Dues. With George Martin producing but George Harrison on the studio floor directing the musicians, 20 basic tracks are recorded. The musicians were Klaus Foreman on bass, Ringo Starr on drums, Stephen Stills on piano, and George Harrison on acoustic guitar and lead guide vocals. Ringo would later overdub his lead vocals onto the song and eliminate the reference to Harry Krishna. Here's the track they recorded.
From February 21st through February 25th, though very few knew it, Paul McCartney had been busy making his solo debut album too, recording at home in St. John's Wood, and then, under the pseudonym of Billy Martin, venturing out to Morgan Studios in nearby Willesden, and later into EMI Studios London. The first songs recorded were The Lovely Linda, la, 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 the lovely Linda With the lovely flowers in her hair la, 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 the lovely Linda With the lovely flowers in her hair and rock and roll springtime. Rock and roll springtime. Take one. February 26th, Apple Records releases a new Beatles compilation album in North America titled Hey Jude. It was a collection of non-album singles and b-sides. The LP was originally titled The Beatles Again, but was withdrawn and retitled Hey Jude. This was done to promote the first stereo appearance of the song Hey Jude, which opened side two of the album. I remember when that came out, we were thrilled that we finally had a stereo version of that song because it was just a single version in mono for uh, a was long, long time. Was it just in mono? Just in mono for a couple of years. And uh, I think uh, most American radio stations got copies out of England that uh, kind of supplanted that a few months afterwards. But Strange, you don't always know about these things. You know, you make your record and you don't know every single move that every single record company is going to do. And there's, mm -hmm. they've got branches all over the world. You don't know what Brazil's doing right now. Yeah, right now. Got a clue. Could be doing anything, <laughs> you know? Curiously enough, the album did not list the title or the band on either the front or back cover sleeve. The album project was conceived by Alan Klein and Apple Records. Klein negotiated a more lucrative contract for the Beatles, 
and was anxious to sweeten the pot with an additional LP. Somebody told me, Paul, that uh, the Hey Jude album was not released in Britain and Japan and that uh, most of those songs were on other LPs. That yeah. Hey Jude was basically a North American release. Is that the truth? I think that's true, yeah. There were certain albums like that that the North American uh, company would ask for, you know, and uh, maybe the English company wouldn't. So we'd say, yeah, go ahead. It was a compilation thing, I think, especially asked for, yeah. Back in London at St. John's Wood, Paul McCartney continued recording instrumental tracks for his solo album. I started recording because I, you know, I loved making music so much. I just didn't want to stop. Here he records the song Don't Cry Baby. Don't cry, little baby. Don't cry. Daddy's going to play you a lullaby. One, two. One, two, three. Happy with the success of his song Instant Karma, John Lennon is excited to get back to the studio to record a solo album of all new material. 
He is still not issuing any statements about leaving the Beatles, as he himself seems to be leaving the door open. Here at the very end of February 1970, John speaks to a reporter who questions his relationship with the Beatles as a band. Are you, in fact, going your own way with Yoko these days? Because that is the impression one has. Well, each Beatle's going, thing. doing his own thing at the moment, you know, and it's like a, it could be a rebirth or a death, you know, and we'll see what it is, you know, but it'd probably be a rebirth, you know, for all of us. <laughs> well, you don't like crazy music, you don't like rocking band, you just want to go to a movie show, sit there holding hands, you're so square. When do you, in fact, plan to record with the Beatles again? At the moment, there is no plan whatsoever, you know. And we have this film and album in the can, and until that's sorted out, there won't be anything, any plans, you know. And I plan to make an album with Yoko, with Phil Spector, in about two weeks, you know, so that's my plan. But I heard Paul was planning to do an LP too, you know. Well, if you hear somebody knocking on the door, if you see... John talks about never leaving rock and roll. Trace John Lennon's songs, you know, if you care to. And you find I never left it. Yoko knows more about rock and roll than she does about present day pop, because I, I talk about it so much. In between every Beatles session, I mean, in fact, on the Get Back, Back album, there'll be one or two bits. Whenever there's a break, we go into rock and roll, you know, the old Good Golly Miss Molly, or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's our era. We're already old folks talking about our, you know, those were the days, and that's what we're like already. On March 1st, the Beatles appear for the last time in the life of the group on The Ed Sullivan Show in America. The appearance is on film from their up-and-coming movie. Tonight, The Ed Sullivan Show presents a special salute. The Beatles Songbook. And now, here he is, Ed Sullivan!
singing one of their newest songs, The Beatles! music. There's a wonderful new Beatles film which is opening soon and is just jammed with new songs. And as a special treat, here are the Beatles performing the title song, Let It Be.
Meanwhile, back in London, Paul McCartney, still working under the alias of the name Billy Martin, continues to work on his solo album at EMI Studios No. 2. When she tries to run away and he calls her back, she comes. If there's the next time, he's okay, cause she's on the path, he's done. She limp along to his side, singing a song of ruin. But he says, nothing doing. I, I, I call it suicide. Da, 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 After his recording session, McCartney runs into Ringo Starr in studio number three and agrees to arrange a song for Ringo's solo album. The song was the 1927 classic Stardust by Hoagie Carmichael. And I am once again with you When our love was new And each kiss an inspiration But that was long ago Now my consolation Is in the stardust of a song Beside a garden wall Where stars are bright You are in my arms The nightingale tells his fairy tale Of paradise where roses grew Though I dream in vain In my heart it will remain My stardust melody The memory of love's refrain Nightingale tells his fairy tale Of paradise where roses grew Though I dream in vain 
Coming up in a moment. The Beatles release a new single. You know my name. Look up the number. You know my name. Look up the number. You know. You know my name. Look up the number. Ringo takes off on a sentimental journey. I was sitting around wondering what to do, you see, because I wasn't a writer. I wasn't a heavy writer. I thought, well, I'll do something, you know. What am I doing sitting here doing nothing? Got to get myself together. And Paul releases a bombshell. Next on Yesterday on Today. Sorry, nothing I can do. For more information or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at YesterdayPod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time! I'm Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts, Yesterday and Today, and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. (laughs) You can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterdayandtodaypodcast or facebook.com slash thirdmen or you could head to society Six. Dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family 
podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. (laughs) Guys, we need your help. (laughs) Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me. Thank you.